Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right. Here we go. It's everyone's favorite segment where we clean up everything in Isle Patriots. It's the best of the rest and everything else that didn't make the first two parts of the podcast. This is Pat's Paris and Andy. We have a lot. We've got a multiple podcasts worth of stuff to get to over the next 15 minutes. But basically, it's all to me. Anything else NFL related we can get to as the week progresses. Uh, but to me, it's all about the weekend. Now, Army Navy was in town. It was a spectacular affair. The uh, the pomp, the pageantry, the circumstance, the honor, the excitement, the Americana, the just the, the pride everyone took in it. Such an impressive display of machinery and manpower and discipline great seeing the energy in the stadium as well people remarked that it was truly one of like the the best times at the stadium in a long time since the the fever of tom brady and gronk in the in the playoffs perennially had hit the stadium um that's great but the real rumblings and stirs in pats nation came from college game day being in town and they had basically just one game to focus on and they certainly were not for lack of content because both robert Kraft. And Bill Belichick appeared on college game day. Robert Kraft finally making his first appearance since the Frankfurt game and the disappointment therein after getting after spending 10 years to get that to uh, to get that happening. That was ultimately disappointing. However, all the time they spent to get Army Navy at Gillette was worth the investment. And then some Um, let's uh, play right now. Let's play the audio of Robert Kraft and Pat McAfee's engagement. And I want to get your response to it afterward. Proud of that. You've kicked a lot of ass for the NFL, Robert Kraft. We like to win, so uh, we want to do everything we can to get our team back so we can be winning it. I don't envy your position. What's about to happen? We all about to. We don't have to ask. Thanks. 
six times. <laughs> won the Super Bowl, been there on other occasions, but scrap. But thank, thank you. you so much. All right, Andy. So some said that that was a bit of an ambush by Pat McAfee on Robert Kraft saying like, Hey, uh, you know, I don't envy what you have to do this off season as well. Like it, does he, kn are you of the, he knows something and there have been discussions behind closed doors or is that more like, well, pretty much everyone knows there's going to be a meeting and there's going to be an owner and coach referendum where they decide uh, what the future of football in Foxborough is like. Yeah. The latter. I don't think Pat McAfee knows anything, but yeah, I, I don't think, I didn't think it was that dirty. I didn't think it was dirty poker either. Yeah, I had I had no problem with it. It didn't seem Robert Kraft had a problem with it. I mean, he smiled and shook his hand. Um, and I found this interview extremely interesting in the way it was evaluated and analyzed by outsiders. Everybody seemed to fixate on that where McAfee ambushed him, whatever, insinuated, which I think all he's saying is you got a lot of tough decisions to make. I don't envy yeah. you making tough decisions like whatever. I do envy you, Robert Kraft, because I would like to make tough decisions with $7 billion in my back pocket with which to make those decisions. But anyway, different topic, different day. Um, but people seem to gloss over, I thought, an equally as notable and maybe more so interesting part of the interview when Kirk Herbstreet asked Robert about his success overall in his career. And Robert said, people, collecting people. And we've yes, had one point. of the best here for 24 years as the head coach. And I believe that's the longest tenured blah, blah, blah. I thought it was really interesting that he said the key to their success was people. And the key was Robert Kraft having Bill Belichick working for him. I mean, if you want to read tea leaves, I think you could say he still buys into Bill Belichick's greatness and he was supporting his coach. Now, I don't know. Maybe he was just like acknowledging history and I'm connect again, connecting two things that shouldn't be connected. But I thought you could leave that interview saying, oh, wow, he really supported Bill Belichick in that interview. I think he's keeping him. I, I, I tell you, we ran uh, polls uh, Thursday night during the game. Do you want the Pats to win or lose? It was 72% uh, lose, 28% win. Friday did the same with WEI in the afternoon show as part of America's broadcast. And it was still like almost 60% people were unhappy about the Patriots winning versus 40% who wanted them to actually win. Uh, and I think as we've seen with polls that you've run, that I've been involved in the station, the morning show, everyone, do you still want Belichick around next year or not? And it's been a little bit more than 50%. No, people want a fresh start, fresh change. But I wonder if this game did possibly do anything to dissuade some people that wanted Bill Belichick removed as head coach GM and the entire, uh, you know, the chieftain of Patriots football. And if this possibly did stir some feelings in Robert Kraft, seeing not only them get a W, but uh, in advance of Army Navy, so that the conversation changed before the big national international audience focused on Gillette Stadium this weekend. But did him seeing the Patriots, like you said, they uh, the defense is still trying really hard. This team has not folded the tent and packed it in. Does that make Robert Kraft think, okay, if we have a good draft and we spend some money and we pick the right people to go to battle with next year and beyond, Maybe I should run it back with Bill. I dare say, I think if you had asked me right now, just like go on FanDuel and make a bet. Is Kraft, is, is Belichick here next year or not? I would say yes now. See, I would still say no, but that comment gave me pause, gave me a moment to just assess. Oh, wow. he, he He's saying positive things. That's not necessarily a, a full public support of his future, but it's right. it's an interesting assessment of what has led to the success in New England. But 
The one thing I would say is I think it'd be a mistake if the game played any role in his decision. Mm-hmm. Like this is a big picture decision about oh, the yeah. last five years, the next mm-hmm. five years, Correct. him being 71, the drafts. Like this is more than about, well, you went out and beat Mitchell Trubisky, so I'm going to keep you now. That was a really good win in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Mitchell Three Trubisky. points on Thursday night football as Al yeah. Michaels and Kirk Herbstreet watched in awe. No, no, no. Right. So I don't really think it should have any bearing other than the one aspect of I do think it's impressive the way the team still fights for Bill Belichick in comparison to what's going on in Pittsburgh with Mike Tomlin, another legendary long tenured head coach. So th- that comparison is at least worth filing away. But I don't think you should make any of the decision based on that game because it's too big a window. Like you said, if we have a good draft, well, if we had a good draft, it would be uncharacteristically Patriots. Like, yeah, if we had a good draft, draft any of the last couple of years, my God. I mean, look at how bare some of the cupboards are. Yes. At, at receiver and the secondary, you know, when you're like, oh, I'm Sean Wade, quick, come back and save the cornerback room. Like, I mean, yeah, now, no, obviously bad. Yeah. You, I mean, Gonzo down for the year with the labrum, Marcus Jones as well. Like, these are things you couldn't have foreseen, but it's also life in the NFL, a league where, I believe the 54th starting quarterback uh, went under center this past weekend with Drew Locke taking snaps for Seattle. Like it's just a bananas year. You need depth everywhere. Side in, note: It's getting yeah. re goddamn ridiculous, as they say in uh, Anchorman on Panda Watch 2000. Yeah. Whatever. Like yeah. re goddamn ridiculous. Can can we have any good players make it through to the end of the year? I mean, even Justin Mm-mm. Jefferson. Like he comes back from one injury and boom, gets hit in the back and he's right back in the sideline, going to miss time. Like this is why we can't have nice things. And this is why no. flag football is coming because the league is going to overreact at some point to all these injuries. And I know people think I'm making fun of this and Ben Watson actually now agrees with me. And there's more and more people that look, I'm telling you flag football is coming. This is not an Andy Hart. Oh, my uh-huh. overreaction. It is coming. Prepare for it. This is not a, an unsponsored section of the podcast. We would call Harto, where the Hardo heart no. uh, does his thing. Like, uh, you first floated that theory here a while ago on Six Rings. I think we've even brought it to the Fitzy and Hart program on the terrestrial airwaves. So whenever it ultimately is take snaked on a national level, I want everyone to remember you heard like with most good football takes. Yeah, I heard it here first on Six Rings. I agree with you, Andy. There's also four games left to play. Let's see how the Patriots respond to Coach Belichick uh, the remainder of the season. Let's see what how they're in these games. If they pull off any more wins, any upsets. But yeah, you have to take a look at the whole picture, basically from 2019 to present. No succession plan for Gronk. No succession plan for Tom Brady. No succession plan for Julian Edelman. No succession plan for James White. Like the pillars upon which basically the Patriots dynasty was built upon or that kept the engine running for all those years. Aside from like having a very competitive defense, all the offensive issues have really not been addressed. And like, that's an issue. And like, Robert Kraft and Bill Belichick are going to need to sit down and address Bill's offensive deficiencies as well as the succession plans and and the depth overall. If they can't come to, I think they're. I think each side is going to try to convince the other one why they probably should stay. But do you think if they uncouple, is it going to be a Bill Belichick decision or a Robert Kraft decision or mutual? I think mutual. I do. Yeah. Um, that's the other part of the game day uh, interaction we should probably touch into. Bill Belichick mm-hmm. obviously mm-hmm. Um, made his pick of Navy, which was a stunner. I never saw that coming. I never like, saw wow. that. And and I got to say, I got to say, it's, it, like we're looking for just every little silver lining, every just little piece of golden fleece that we could possibly 
divine some joy from. At least Belichick put on the Navy helmet, pulling a Lee Corso, launching a thousand memes on Saturday morning, which was fun. They were all laughing. Pat's ever all the fans there. The cadets were cheering. That was great. Uh, they laughing with him or at him? A little bit of both. Yeah, was, I agree. You know, he I stole my shtick. Night before Thanksgiving, I wore my helmet on WEEI on the Rich Keefe show, and Bill said, that's a good idea. I'm going to wear my Navy helmet. I It's prop, you know, again, like all the good ideas come from WEEI, yes. It's true. Uh, but, of course, Belichick pulling out the Jolly Roger, having to give everyone, a, you know, the Navy lesson. But um, here, let's play a little audio from Bill Belichick on game day uh, talking about his football journey right now and where things are at for him. Yeah, well, Pat, unlike you, when you can't play, then you need to find another way to stay in the game, right? Hey, I barely play, too. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm not a good player, so you find a way to coach. But, uh, you know, look, I was the only child, uh, spoiled, and, uh, you know, I, I did what my dad did. And so, you know, I followed him around. I went to practices. I went to meetings. I watched, you know, coaches like Coach Corso uh, and, and, uh, those, and, and learned how to be a coach, take different things from different uh, coaching styles, methods, and so forth. And... It just kind of felt, I guess, you know, natural to me. All right, Andy. So what did you make of Belichick save for the Jolly Roger and the Lee Corsoing and all the memeing and stuff? What do you what do you make of his appearance on game day and where he seems to be following the Pittsburgh game? Well, I mean, obviously he was in a good mood and it helps him be in a good mood to come off a win. I think he mm -hmm. probably would have been in a good mood either way, because this is that's his bag, baby. Yeah, this is a, a unique situation. Army Navy at his stadium. Um, that's, that's just going to trump the feelings of, oh, we lost to the Steelers. I'm going to be a curmudgeon for 10 days. Like it, I think that would overwhelm, um, obviously sitting next to Lee Corso, the footage of Lee Corso, they showed earlier in the did program. Did you see, like, did you see that? Coach. The extended hug, like two hugs, like Corso like, was like visibly emotional getting to see Belichick. Well, and you realize like that military world is special. The yep. football, you know, it's one fraternity of just football fraternity. Then yep. there's the the Naval Academy. For, there's like multiple fraternities coming together there for those guys. Right. Right. And I think probably two guys that, you know, they're not getting any younger and sort of really appreciating certain things and memories and aspects of their life even more so as they um, come closer to the end, unfortunately. Right. And, and Lee Corso, the emotion that he shows, if there's nobody who loves football more than Lee Corso. Like he is nope. just a an absolute um just a, a joy to watch just because mm -hmm. even if he doesn't have his fastball anymore nope. that you know like yep. makes him a little sympathetic it's have it's one of those like ah grandpa doesn't have what he used to but like just seeing him makes you think college football seeing bill belichick makes you think nfl so like having two pe two people like we lost gil brant earlier this year i used to always say that gil brant like a virtual gil brant should welcome you in you know when you walk into the pro football hall of fame in canton ohio like lee corso and bill belichick are all-time football figures in america so we can't overstate really how special it was having them together there for that moment and what a big deal this was for them individually for the game day program obviously and for the football culture of the patriots and here in new england overall that was that was great i do want to bring up though uh, i'm not sure if you heard it this morning Belichick did his normal Monday morning appearance. Uh, he didn't do it on Friday. We did this typical Patriots Monday here at WEI. Belichick was asked um, on the Greg Hill show this morning about Robert Kraft's, uh, rather Pat McAfee's were lines. I don't envy your position with what's about to happen. We know we don't have to ask. So he was, uh, Belichick was asked, you know, what does he know? Uh, how, you know, how do you feel about those cryptic remarks? 
and Belichick said, like you said, it's week to week here this week against Kansas City. We're going to focus on everything we can do to go out and play our best game of the year against KC. I mean, just classically Belichickian, like, you know, that's all you're going to get. He's not going to say like, well, Mr. Kraft has a right to feel that way. We've obviously underperformed this year. I probably could have done a better job with the draft in recent years. I need to address some blind sides that I have in my overall program building. And I would have possibly even moved on from me before. So yeah, we're going to have a tet a tet after the season and discuss my future. Yeah, please. Yeah, you'll see that when you see, when you see Cam Newton back under center for the Patriots. Come on. It, you know, he's been so consistent for so long in this way, like deflecting questions, one game at a time mentality. Why would he break it now? Like, I understand mm -hmm. you asked the question. Obviously, you asked the question just to test to see if he still maintains his consistency. But the finish line of this most difficult season is near. He can see it. Now is the easy part. It's like when you're doing that 5K and you mm -hmm. pick somebody in front of you, you're going to beat to the finish line. Like, that's the part where Belichick is now. He's not going to say all those things you just said now and throw no. away like 24 years of a certain mentality and philosophy. So yeah, this this particular this particular Tiger will not change its stripes at this juncture no. in his career or the season. And, ah. and nor should he, because he still has. I think that would be hypocritical and disrespectful to uh, Jabril Peppers, Jelani Tavai, those guys mm -hmm. that are still giving him week to week effort game-by-game game effort to try to win that game, regardless of the draft pick and the tanking and the, the the noise, ignoring the noise from outside the stadium. If he then fed the noise, became the noise, that would be disrespectful to those guys. So he owes it to those guys to try to put in a 10-day prep period to beat the damn Kansas City Chiefs, who, by the way, are more beatable now than they once appeared. I could not agree more. Uh Really, really interesting stuff from coach and owner on game day. Uh, and I just want uh, Belichick also in his Monday morning appearance uh, talked about Bailey Zappi, although Zappi has not officially been named the starter for Sunday or the remainder of the season. I think it's pretty safe to assume that he will be uh, on Bailey Zappi on the morning show today. He said, quote, Bailey's been pretty consistent for the most part. He's done a good job of taking care of the ball at the quarterback position. Read into that all you want, folks. That's an editorial note. We haven't had a lot of negative plays, turnovers, and just negative plays, penalties that are related to the quarterback position, like delay of the game, things like that. He's done a good job of managing the team and taking care of the ball. And therein, ladies and gentlemen, is everything you need to know about how Bill Belichick feels about what Mac Jones did with the football last year, and most especially this year as well, and why Bailey Zappi is likely to hold on to the job the remainder of the season, should his health, uh, uh, and you, there's no guaranteeing that in the NFL, uh, stick with him. Andy, last thing real quick. In preparation, let's take a quick too early look at the Chiefs game on Sunday. Everybody bore witness in what was a massively televised 4 p.m. slot on Sunday. Um, very, a couple of very interesting games uh, on Sunday. A couple of thrilling finishes as well. But uh, Chiefs, Bills, continue every time these teams meet up, we get something to remember. We have 13 seconds from a few years ago. Uh, Bills do a great job in Kansas City. Uh, then things change oftentimes come playoffs. But yesterday we get the Mahomes meltdown at the end of the game. Kadarius Tony, who apparently is still on the team so that he can cost the Chiefs games, drops balls in the opener against the Lions. And yesterday his foot is clearly offsides. It's a D Ford moment uh, now on offense for the Chiefs. It, it, it negates an incredible and incredible play as Travis Kelsey was down the uh, went down the middle, turned around lateral to Kadarius Tony with a almost like Jacoby Myers to Mac Jones length pass across the field. 
Tony sprints to the end zone. Could have been a game-winning touchdown as the Chiefs barely were hanging on against the Bills. And it's all negated because Kadarius Tony's freaking left foot is past where the sent Creed Humphrey has the ball down. Like, it's such an idiotic move. It's a penalty, clearly. Um, and then afterwards, I think Patrick Mahomes' freak out, like yelling to Josh Allen at their hug, like freaking worst call of the year, like offensive offsides, give me a break, bro. And then just like yelling on the sideline, having to be restrained. Didn't that reek to you of being more frustrated overall and not just with the moment? And also, why didn't he freak out last week when Green Bay was clearly committed defensive pass interference and it wasn't called? Like, this just has to be general frustrations overall more so than it was that play, right? Yeah, he boiled over. Like, there's just so much going on. He feels so much pressure because he's in um, that world of, oh, they're taking your weapons away, but they still expect the dinner to be the same quality of food and presentation, and it's just not realistic. Um, but the, the first thing that jumped into my mind, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> was, you know, this, there were sort of the comparisons, like Brady always pops up when it's Mahomes. whenever it's your timeline, there's going to be like Brady. Yeah. Um, I have been maybe the biggest critic of Brady in new England forever. I do not recall Tom Brady acting like this, voicing this publicly. The closest thing I can even recall, and I don't remember the opponent is the one post-game press conference where he stepped to the podium and said, my mother always said, if you don't have anything nice to say, then don't say anything at all. So good night, guys. I'm going to go home and see my kids. Patrick Mahomes embarrassed himself. And more importantly, Andy Reid, I thought, embarrassed himself. But I will say, Belichick has done the same thing. This made me think of Belichick, the Wes Welker, um, Aqib Talib hit where he called it the dirtiest plays ever seen in football mm -hmm. in his career or something like. So I think the person that comes out looking good in this for me personally is Tom Brady. Cause I never saw him act this way, even though I know he felt internally that he got screwed and felt this way. Thank he you. never voiced it and showed it. So that was Tom my Brady, immediate reaction to Tom Brady. You, you deserve to be praised here because even Brady has said the closest thing to Brady right now is Mahomes, And we've all talked about it. They roll out of bed. They go to the AFC title game. In theory, although God forbid Mahomes might have to play a road playoff game this year, something he's not uh, familiar with. But the they embarrassed themselves late. And I understand the energy. I'm okay even on the sideline. But when you when the game ends and you're going to shake Josh Allen's hand, stop it. Say congratulations. Say hopefully we see you again in a month and a half or whatever in the playoffs. Yeah, you blah, got us blah, again. Blah. You got us again, bro. I hope we meet again. And that I, as a football fan, I wanted the Bills to win because A, I like Josh Allen, but B, I would like to see Bills Chiefs in the playoffs and the Same. Bills are hanging on for their playoff lives. They lose this game. It becomes more difficult. So they win this game that enables the possibility that I could see this again, because the other thing is in a, a year where the league stinks, Brady was right. And now a big part of it is, as you mentioned, 54 starting quarterbacks or whatever the hell it's going to be when we get to that point. Stars we're, dropping we're, like flies. I'm sure we, we'll get to 60. Yeah. We need Mahomes Allen this year more than ever because there could be some bad playoff games that continue the bad season. We may need some of these marquee playoff matchups. So, but I'm sorry. Like, I, I'd like to think, I'm hoping Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes say, my bad. I would really Mea culpa. Yeah. It's been a tough year, but I don't know if they're going to. They seem like they're going to. And then for Mahomes to say that this is affecting Travis Kelsey's hall of fame candidacy and legacy because this oh. film won't be shown and like you took away one of the great plays. yeah you took away one of the great plays of the year one of the great plays in history his stats are no, affected like no it, it was you a great took play. it away 
You yeah. took it away. You Tell your freaking receiver to line up on sides. Right. It like that is something that is taught from Pop Warner on from when you step on a field at eight, nine, ten years old. Like here's the ball. Just make sure your feet are I mean, in my flag football league this year. We had kid, we were you know fastidious in our approach to making sure the kids knew where to line up, and they got called for it sometimes. And but at least when the kids are nine and ten years old, the refs will say, "Hey, uh, you know, hey, eighty-one, back up. You're on the line of scrimmage." Like, okay, you're nine years old. Kadarius Tony, your, your fundamentals, uh, your rules, and your basics don't seem to be uh, too well too well taught and too tightly wrapped. You should probably know at this point you're not allowed to line up on the line of scrimmage or pass the football where the center snaps. And it's one thing if look, I I I tweeted the same after the game as well. My immediate reaction, Andy, was um, it just makes me appreciate the way Brady went about his business all those years, especially when dealing with inferior weapons and talent. Like, come on, 2006, 2013. Did he ever run onto the field? and yell at the other quarterback and then carry on with histrionics all the way through a post-game press conference? No. Even though he wanted to. He is the oh, biggest, you know he wanted to. He's the biggest baby as a competitor, sore loser. I know that for a fact. But he was able to take a deep breath, mask it, professionalize it, put forth a facade of, of how you're mm -hmm. supposed to act, mm -hmm. like those types of things, whereas Mahomes didn't. And... All the way through the he was bitching the whole post game too, like it just and that's sideline midfield there. Game. We've all done stuff and said stuff in the heat of the moment that uh, I shouldn't have said that. Uh, the bet, like, mm -hmm. but at some point, the 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 energy should fade and reality should set in, and you should like mm -hmm. catch yourself. But mm -hmm. you're right; that was a good half hour of uncontrolled sore loser baby mentality. That yeah. I didn't think we'd see from Mahomes. I thought Mahomes was better than that, and apparently he isn't. Unbecoming of maybe we were all waiting for that moment. I mean, you know, like that seemed like, and then Brittany Mahomes doing on her story, zooming in on the ref and writing MVP. Well, like, see, I uh, didn't think she was better than that. That's no, but now I'm wondering, like, is that poisoning the watering? I just it was unbecoming mm. of the poster boy. I used to blame Giselle for ruining Brady. Maybe I should blame his wife for ruining Mahomes. I Good mean, point. like they're not, they're not married. They're not married. They're not intertwined by accident. Like they, the water seeks its own level sometimes more often than not. I, I, I just, it's unbecoming of the poster boy of the league, the most talented player to act like that and to display poor sportsmanship. Now it's one thing to get upset, throw your helmet on the sideline, break some shit, drop some F bombs, but at the middle at midfield, like you said, shake hands with him, say good game, bro. And afterward, you know, there should be a huge, there should be a fine forthcoming to Mahomes, maybe to read to the Chiefs oh, yeah. organization. Like, and and I'll say this because uh, we have plenty of time to preview the game later this week. Um, I already thought the Pats had a chance to stick around with the Chiefs this weekend. I don't know what the uh, you know what? Let's take a look right now as we wrap up the podcast. I think it's Let's ten see. and a half. Get out of here. I believe I saw an initial number. Okay, I'm looking right now. It is down currently right now. It is nine and a half, Andy. Okay, so nine I am half. going to, yep. Moneyline bet is minus 450 on the Chiefs. The spread is nine and a half. The over under 37 and a half. I'll tell you straight up right now. I think the Pats cover that one easy. Um, It's definitely plausible. I think the way their mm -hmm. defense is playing combined with the way the Chiefs offense <laughs> is playing. Anything is plausible. No, I, I, def I definitely think it's possible. And now I also think it's possible that the Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes comes in with the world Reve against him and we're going to go on a revenge tour. 
I, I actually think that's possible. I think there's a chance that they, they, they beat I, All I'm going to say is now the NFL should be sorry that they flexed this game out. The Patriots, uh-oh. Do they got something with the zapper and a resurgent Belichick wearing the Jolly Roger? Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, they're super pissed. This would have made a more, I think, now Seahawks, Eagles, two teams that have their tails and their feathers tucked between their legs, may not be as interesting as Patriots, Chiefs. That's what you get for flexing the Patriots out. But we've got plenty of time this week. We'll have our preview. We'll have our bet. We'll be back on Wednesday with a mailbag to answer your questions. This has been a long, supersized, extended six rings and football things. We hope you guys enjoyed our final Pittsburgh and Patriots thoughts, the grades, and of course, everything that went on this weekend with Army, Navy, the Chiefs, and so much more. Always a pleasure. Andy, I know you've been under the weather. You were probably saving up the energy for this. It probably felt really good to get back and connect to your people uh, and talk your sport. Now you can go take a super long nap and recharge your battery for Wednesday. Yep. And when you're back on Rich Keefe's program tomorrow night, uh, thanks very much for everything. Terp, our producer extraordinaire as always, and ye, the good people, the Foxborough faithful, the Patriots pals who stick with us and have helped make this a growing Patriots community. We love connecting with you on so frequently for Hart, for Terp, for Fitzy. This has been six rings and football things brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. FanDuel make every moment more sign up today at FanDuel.com slash six rings to take advantage of their no sweat first bets. Same game parlays and more. We will talk to you soon. We've been brought to you by WEI Odyssey and 2400 Sports. Good day. God bless. And as always, hey, go Pats. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.